Eternal Entrepreneur, we believe faith comes by hearing, and so do business skills. You'll hear powerful stories and strategies to grow your business, directly from Christian leaders who have done it all before. Catch us on Mondays for lunch breaks, our bite-sized business series, and twice a month on Fridays for faith-inspiring interviews. Well, hello and welcome back, everyone. Today, we have the honor of having Scott McClelland on the, the podcast today. I hope I, I hit that just Scottish enough for you, you Scott. More brogue, please. More, more brogue. brogue, more brogue. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll talk to our editors and have them dial up on the brogue yeah, yes. when, when they're balancing the sound out there. Obviously, you're a serial uh, entrepreneur. You founded multiple ministries. You you travel nonstop. So so you got your fingers in in a couple of different pies. But yeah. one of the things to to kick off, which hopefully you can give us a little bit more specifics with your background. Starting a business is really hard, and and you've been doing this, I think, for what around twenty years now that you've had your own business, right? Well, this this particular business, yeah, Vision Voice, is turns twenty. Well, I guess our party's in December, so December first <laughs> is kind of the twenty the twentieth uh, anniversary, right? Mm-hmm. So, so you're 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 a glutton for the entrepreneurial pain. T- tell me, why why did you start? A, this business in particular and, and the other businesses, why, why has it been worth it to, to own your own business and, and, and to start even more along the way? That's a good question. I, I think there probably are some answers that would come, you know, kind of off the cuff, but it was an op, this particular business was an opportunity that arose. I had been in a previous partnership in the same business prior and, you know, I, I kind of, to go back a little further, I think I always knew I wanted to be in business. Uh, I had a couple of really crash landings early on, early twenties. Here I am, <laughs> you know, very, very energetic, self-assured to go with it. So that's a great combination always makes for car wrecks and other things like that. So I, I knew I kind of always knew that I wanted to be in business. I was a very proactive person. Uh, don't mind confrontation, you know, these kinds of things, uh, who likes rejection? Nobody, but, uh, but some of us like it less than others, you know, or they're, they're less affected by it. So I, I think no one told me, Hey, you're going to be a great business person, but I guess some of that was innate and I just started pushing on it to see what happened. Had a couple of, you know, train wrecks, but, uh, got through that and, and, I got uh, this opportunity. I was general manager for the branch I was in when the, um, I guess the the larger company decided to sell off the branches in one particular field they were in, and I was right there uh, at the time to uh, to uh, say yes, I'll keep our joint customers happy, and you can make me the deal of a lifetime. Yeah. And and that's exactly what happened. Yeah. So, so at the at the start of it for you, it was really just an opportunity that that showed itself, and in a way, mm-hmm. you you uh, were just ignorant enough to to say yes without <laughs> knowing fully what you were getting yourself into. <laughs> yeah, the ride was not fully advertised. I got to say that, but you know, at that time, I was what was that? Twenty years ago, I was thirty two. So I'd probably been in five businesses, and three or four of them I'd already I had started by then. So, or, or was in the founding, uh, group. 
So I, it wasn't going to be that much of a surprise in terms of what would be required and those kind of things. I already had a team built out because I was general manager of this branch. So it wasn't like a zero start, you know. Uh, we had a restart or two <laughs> from that time to now. So <laughs> I was able to get it down to myself again for just six months. <laughs> and and I, I'm curious. For, at for, least once. At least once. Yeah. Yeah. But at who's counting? <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. well, well, when you were starting those, those businesses at the beginning and then this mm -hmm. current one, did you have a relationship with the Lord? Was he yeah. a part of this yeah. from the beginning? Like, did yeah. you feel like, yeah. Hey, he's got a plan for this business from the start? Yeah, I, I did. Um, and I think I had that feeling or sense, uh, on a number of the businesses that I started. And I think I was mixed up early on about that. I can remember I was in uh, media for five years. So, you want to talk about good training ground. That's a good place to, <laughs> to be from, but not to stay. Uh, so I, I had a business called McClellan Media. I had, uh, you know, which was basically an advertising type agency, background in radio, that kind of stuff. I had um, a music on hold company. So when you put them on hold, you get the advertising. I had, I was in a business in telecom. And so I had, I was getting an education, right, of what is it that that you don't know? Uh, early on, I felt like the Lord was really focused on this business and, 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 and the potential it had to make a difference and that kind of thing. And, I, and I'm talking about each one of them, <laughs> not just this one, but, you know, I was kind of missing the point. I remember talking to my guys one day, hey, guys, I had this little I have this little figurine on my desk. It's a eagle protecting her nest. And I, I imagined the Lord was the eagle and the nest was the business. I had it all wrong, really. I mean, I think the Lord certainly was with me in what I was doing, but I was transfixed on the business, uh, not necessarily my personal walk in obedience and following the Lord as being what he's going to train me in through this exercise, <laughs> which is what he was training me in on the exercise. So, and I think a lot early on, I was trying to prove myself as so many young men do. They're trying to prove that they have value, they have worth, they're consequential. And I, you know, maybe I needed the exercise. I don't know, but that was definitely important to me in a way that I think was um, getting, I was getting disciplined uh, I was getting disciplined to discipline that out because, you know, whether you can prove your worth or not, I mean, God values you. Right. And so you don't, you know, that was the first bait that Jesus was given. If you are the son of God, you know, go ahead and take this bait, you know, and I was taking the bait, honestly. But over time, I, I got a sense of the fact that God loved me, that he was for me and that whether things were pleasant uh, or whether things were unpleasant. I was, uh, I was his. And I think that's the point I was getting to in those first 10 years. Uh, it took me a couple more years after getting into the, this business to get that lesson. <laughs> Scott, I think that's a fan. That's really cool to hear your, your background and, and your story using that, that really clear picture of just the Eagle kind of covering the, I, the, the business. I think so many of us if we kind of consider our lives to be linear, like you go find your purpose, go find your calling. And mm -hmm, once you find that, mm -hmm. go down the mountain and yeah. creating a business can give us that sort of sense of security that this is what I'm supposed to do. 
Mm. God's going to bless me for actually finding, you know, whatever, whatever mm. that is. And everything's right. going to go great from there. When I feel like often it's a, it's a flip. You know, we always talk about, you know, are we going to hear well done, good and faithful servant with the business that I right. create for God to give yeah. him that, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. I think there's probably going to be an element of flip where he's going to go. You're the one with 10 talents in your pocket. How much agency have I given you? I've given you a lot of agency mm -hmm. and all failures and successes while in relationship, you're the one taking ownership for them. Now, to the extent that you bring me into them, mm -hmm. there's there's something to say on that. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I think it's a dichotomy a little bit. I think we sometimes mm. get it a little bit twisted. And one of the most painful things is that when something fails, is he gracious and does he save us from failures all the time? Right. Yes. But we shouldn't have an existential crisis when something was the failure of just not identifying your target market or not having good processes in place. That's not God, not blessing you or being angry at you. It's, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. Totally agree. I mean, it's complex, right? But where we identify, you know, where we get our identity wrapped around our tasks or or those kinds of things, I think we can really get in a, in trouble there. And I was for sure doing just that, all of that, uh, in my early rotations there. I went through a really hard hard time in the first probably two years of this business. I did the friends and family round for financing. You know, I got a lot of people who loved me and believed in me involved uh, from a cash point of view. And then we started, we started hitting rough water within the first year or two. And it looked like that all those people who had believed in me were really at risk in a way that I personally was struggling with. I went to a Bible study uh, during this time, a, like a business Bible study. And this guy quoted a, a verse and he said, you know, those who trust in man are cursed. I believe this is in Jeremiah, but the sort of the, the unpacking of that means that if you're trusting in man, you're going to be surrounded by obstacles. And when that guy said that, boy, I was shot out of the saddle. I have to say it. I was just like, you know how it happens. You get located by, by something. And I was really located by that, but I didn't really understand and uh, probably three months later, my circumstances were getting more dire. And I was probably six months into dire circumstances at that point. So it was getting more and more dire. And I felt like the Lord reminded me on the, on the drive home from work one day, the person who trusts in man is hemmed in by circumstances. And I just yelled out, trusting in man. <laughs> you know, I mean, really, I literally yelled out in the car. And then I was like, oh. Was there any evidence beyond that that needed to conclude the case? You know, I was like, really, I, I got located from both sides of the situation, which was really a key point for me. I just said, you know what? I got to repent here. I'm trusting in what I can do exclusively. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to prove myself, but, you know, or, or kind of overcome my own insufficiencies. And the Lord really was gracious to me. And I, at that point, we started a real turnaround in the business. And within a couple of years, we'd paid off all that money we'd borrowed from the friends and family round. Wow. And uh, God got us out of a cash flow. I mean, you guys know what it's like to have uh, 
payments due and <laughs> you know nothing in the category to fulfill that <laughs> renegotiating leases you know you know the whole thing that you go through when you're when you're trying to get more runway but i'm super thankful that was a real turnaround right there we had a it wasn't my only business crisis but it was one i'll never forget i'll say that seriously the lord was being super gracious to me but he was being patient as i got the picture <laughs> So is that kind of what you you mean when you you said earlier the the whole discipline? I think you used the the term discipline. Mm -hmm. Discipline. Like is, yeah. is that is that an example for you of like how the Lord was 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 dip, disciplining you or or, yeah. or yeah. raising you up in this? Sure. Yeah, I think for me the word discipline there and and in general, it's training, right? I mean, it's not punishment. Yeah. The Lord was not punishing me. It wasn't had <laughs> nothing to do with that. You know, if He was punishing me. <laughs> you know, I, it would have, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Right? <laughs> you would have went a lot worse off. <laughs> yeah. If I got what I deserved, we wouldn't be talking about it here. I, it would have been, uh, as Pierce said, existential. <laughs> it would have, the existence of it would have been, you know, uh, not, not continual. So yeah, the Lord really has used business in my life. I got a background in ministry. I got saved when I was 16. I went almost immediately into ministry and eldership and co-pastoring and all of that stuff that those years meant for me. So I had a lot of time served in, in focused and deliberate spirituality. Uh, but there was some stuff in there that just the Lord was interested in getting uh, scrubbed, you know, getting purified and, and getting that foundation right, I think in this particular business meant that I was not going to be able to continue in what style and approach I'd had before. So yeah, that discipline, the discipline of the Lord is, it's good. It leads to life, right? And it prepares us for, you know, things that happen later. It certainly prepared me for. Yeah, that's good. Scott, you highlighted something I think that's really interesting, that moment in your car when you kind of had to just have a come to God moment. I think sometimes we think of our, our spiritual lives and perhaps operating the business almost like a separation of church and state. We mm -hmm. have, we have the, we go, we have our, our pew and we have our pragmatism, you know, they're, they're, they're yes. Yeah. And one of the interesting things that I, I feel like you highlighted is when you think about re like repentance, we, in the, oftentimes we think of it as some huge heavy word for some catastrophic sin that, you have to leave behind repentance yeah. all repentance is is like following a design process it's mm. something that god has has pre-orchestrated as being the right way of operating and and, mm. and and when you adjust to it it's a good thing it's a hell oh yeah oh yeah a freeing yeah. freeing thing and absolutely so so with the with your business what were a couple of things that you felt like you felt like you were trusting in man. Does that mean like your own strength? Mm. What What did it look like yeah. to turn from this is my baby towards, you know, uh -huh. this is our business or like what, what was the, what was the mindset shift for you that ended up being so significant? It was, it was that I, I think because I'm, I'm trying to overcome security in that moment by demonstrating capability or demonstrating prowess or whatever it is, demonstrating business acumen, beating my competitors. All of those things meant a lot to me. And I think my security in, in that time 
was based on those outcomes. So highly circumstantial, whatever is, whatever's happened, uh, you know, I, I'm just tying too much of my identity to whether or not we get the deal. And so it was really a time for me to step back and be more dependent on God, not in the sense that I'm inactive or that I'm just putting away all of my efforts, but that my confidence would not be in my wow. efforts, yeah. but my confidence would be in God's ability to join my efforts and guide my efforts in a way that brought him pleasure and was a blessing. The win component at that time meant a very, almost everything to me, I think. And so for that reason, I was really, I remember saying one day, we're going to pound our competitors into the ground yes. and you know, yeah. all in the love of God. So, <laughs> like, you know. I'm so glad you highlighted that though. I was going to come back to it. You mentioned competition yeah. and I've said similar things. When my wife and I were first dating, I, I sold a business mm. around the age of 26 and I was like, mm. I have this picture of, of somebody losing and it's not enough for me to win the contract. Yeah. I need somebody else to lose. To and, lose, yes. And yes. and it, okay, and from a business perspective, like that's not such a bad thing. But right. With, yeah. With, from an I, someone has to lose. Yeah, it depends sure. if you're a, a a a competitive person or not. You don't have to be super competitive to own a business. But right. what do you think about competition in general and the perspective of a Christian to lean forward into? being competitive because c.s lewis talks about competition is basically mm -hmm. nothing but human pride and yeah. and like boiling it down to basically like yeah everyone has it i'm not going to speak to anything edifying on it so right yeah i i'm i'm not uh, c.s lewis tons of respect total respect from me for that guy he's he's had a lot to you know that i've learned from I'm I'm saying all that to say, eh, maybe not CS. Here here's what I here's what I mean. It's a competitive environment, a competitive marketplace, right? The win loss thing you're saying resonates. It really resonates. I think uh, we don't have to win to prove that we're a winner. Okay, that's what I was dealing with. I was trying to prove that I was a winner by never losing, and yeah. I it was it. I felt like the Lord was just introducing more and more opportunity for me to mature in that process. So I think that's what we're in. We're in a maturing process. Every deal that I present and participate in currently, I approach that deal like it's my deal, right? Of course, they're not all my deal. I don't end up getting all those deals. But I think if you approach it like this might be my deal, you don't give your best. You don't invest yourself like you would if you have uh, yourself fully invested. Even if the deal goes somewhere else, you you still have done your best. And so for me, I'm generally non-competitive. Mm. Really, I'm not very, I don't, you know, I'm not like, uh, you know, trying to play Monopoly with the girls and say, I'm going to crush you, you know, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I have a, I, by contrast to a lot of guys who are sports fans and think I'm not a sports fan. So a lot of my friends are avid sports fans and, and, and they're, very competitive as well. But when it comes to the competitive environment in business, I think we have to say, I'm in this deal to win it. I'm going to approach it like I'm going to win this deal. I'm going to do my best for the opportunity and I'm going to demonstrate value. 
very adroitly. You know, I'm going to make it with, I'm bringing, taking all questions away, man. I'm going straight after this and I'm going to do it in a way that respects all parties. Ultimate respect to the customer or potential customer, respect to the, you know, other people in the landscape. But I'm serious about this opportunity. I've got this talent as what you're referring to. I've got this opportunity in my hand and I'm serious about it. So that to me is not wrong. Mm. Yeah, it's not wrong. But I think we got to be careful not to get our identity wrapped all around the outcomes. You know, we, we are, we, but professionalism demands that we're serious about what we're doing and that we're doing it kind of with all our might is, yeah. is my point. I had a, I had a contract last night, uh, about eight 30 at night, eight mm. 30 at night last night, I lost a quarter million dollar contract that I was mm. at a, at a bid on. And yeah, it, I've come to the, to the perspective where there's a bit of a, there's a bit of mystery where I used to say it's all God or all me. And we'll yeah. kind of, we'll look at each other's hands when I get to heaven, I've come to <laughs> embrace that there's an element of what I bring and what, and what God brings to something. I knew that more than likely there was a, there wasn't a culture fit and that there was going to mm-hmm. be a work-life balance that skewed negatively for mm-hmm. where I, I think God probably most ultimately mm-hmm. wants me, but I kept pushing on it anyway. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Sure. Because you know it's revenue, and then yeah. and then at the same time, I didn't ask for feedback for why we lost. They they didn't offer it, but I was thinking, you know what, the best thing I can do from this is is actually self educate and and try and figure out where could I've offered more value or what could I've done mm-hmm. to increase my my own you know communication skills or something, right? Like that and. I've kind of come to like the point now when it comes towards any kind of like business development that foremost, I'm hoping that the residue of Christ is on every conversation I have with somebody mm-hmm. that I'm adding, I'm leaving the place better than I found it. You know, the old idiom, like, yes, you know, leave a yes. place better than you found it. Hopefully yeah. in just a single conversation. I've given them something that's going to further their own livelihood. And then mm-hmm. if I lose, I self-reflect on that. And I think about, you know, what did, what could have I done? Not in a self-deprecating mm-hmm. way, but in the in right. development way. And then sure. I surrender it to the Lord and say, you know what? Uh, you are working in this ultimately. Because there's been times when you've given me things I don't deserve. And I right. know I probably botched that, but still you had grace on it. So mm-hmm. I'm going to ultimately surrender this to your sovereignty, yeah. knowing that there's something to be learned or something to be embraced. And so I think that, can give us like a, a holistic approach to this type of thing. Absolutely, man. Well said. I appreciate you mentioning those things. And I totally, totally agree. I think we all, we can get, we're going to get something out of every opportunity, right? We're going to get a win or we're going to get a lesson. We, we're looking for either of those are, are going to put us further down the road than we are when we approach the deal. And for sure, there's some deals that you don't really need to get. You know, I mean, there's in God's sovereignty, as you're saying, we can't see those uh, from where we're sitting. And we got to trust that to God, but we have to compete. We have to approach the deal with all gravity, you know, with all seriousness. And I mean, I've gotten deals, so have you, that you wish later, like, mm, 
I'm going to have to fire this customer. I yeah. know it. <laughs> that either they're going to fire me or I will fire them. You know, you get to that point where you know it's not, it isn't mutually, you know, beneficial or mutually advantageous. And, and, and ultimately those things kind of work themselves out or you have to work them out. But I'm tracking with you. Yeah, it, it's for sure uh, that we get a lesson. If we don't win, we get a lesson. And we hope to learn, like you say, get that feedback learn what it is that you could have done differently. And I remember a deal just like this. I was quoting a, a big deal, kind of like what you're talking about. And we were competing. Uh, I was working with uh, the people that were one tier away from the decision, right? And I, I mean, I worked I worked this deal like I do all deals. I worked it, uh, you know, with all my might or you're, whatever. You're a rocky yeah. in the ring. <laughs> I'm in there, man. I'm swinging. And uh I lost the business. One of the people who I was dealing with had to call me and say, hey, you lost this deal. I said, there's no way I lost this deal. I mean, that didn't happen. Yeah, yeah, it happened. Trust me. Uh, you know, and so it took a little while to unpack it. I got a real lesson out of it. But that same company came back to me within a short period of time and said, yeah, you're right. That was your deal. And here, you know, you're, we're, we're switching gears. We're coming to you. A lot of the contract, I guess, let's say it was a couple hundred grand, maybe $100,000 worth of that money was already gone. But that second hundred thousand and the ongoing relationship was mine. And and I knew I, I knew it was mine. And sometimes you get stolen from. You really do. And then, uh, of course, God can restore that like he did in that particular case, because uh, it really was my deal. It was my deal. Right. 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 That's interesting. <laughs> I think there's always a bit of a, there's a, there's a dance when it comes to, you know, how much does God or does, how much does God care about your, your business development efforts? Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's been times, in fact, I was consulting with some folks not that long ago and I really disliked the business idea. I like genuinely did. And they were, they were so wholly invested in it. And so part of it was like, you just have a bias against it. Like go set mm -hmm. that to the side. But right. then I was praying about like, Lord, is there any wisdom for me to give mm. these folks? Is there a, is there a perspective that like should be there? And he gave me like a hard pill to swallow a little bit. And he goes, some things are for the development of the person, not the development of the business. And he's going to mm. give them exactly what they want and give, let them basically play in open pasture, so to speak. Yeah. 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 And it's only going to be, it's going to be on the other side of that season once they've kind of gone through the, the possible failures or the possible, you know, mm -hmm. deprecating of the idea where they go, like, where was God in all of that? And God is going to reveal that this was for your own development. Mm -hmm. Your mind is on the business development. My mind is on your development. Both of yes. those under the same thing, but sometimes yeah we get hyper-focused on the KPI and he mm -hmm. has an undercurrent of kingdom that that's going to manifest itself later on the line. And we just don't realize it. We, you know, it's, it's, I think it's a fascinating thing that he does in our lives. He uses situations to shape us in, mm -hmm. in the whole potter, the clay mindset that we mm -hmm. think has to do with Bible study. And he's going, you know, this actually looks like business deals for you. And, you know, <laughs> you're looking like a teapot right now, but you're going to be, a, you know, a coffee cup before the end of the summer. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you, 
all of that very encouraging yes thank you for thanks for sharing that it, it that resonates really strong with me and i know it's true of my own life you know my business life has been an education in following god um and you know and at different times different parts of that lesson uh you know different i've learned different elements of those things like Obviously, there's some high high points and very distinct things that have happened, but just in day to day life too, trusting that um, you know the Lord's true. He's he he he's he's true to what he said, and he's going to um, you know fashion us in the image of Christ through the process that we're individually going through, whether we wear a uh, you know clergy outfit or whether we wear a, uh, you know, a business suit, you know, we, we're, or anything in between, if we belong to God, he is going to use our environment that we're in to teach us about himself and to teach us the truth. So, yeah, that really makes sense to me. I, I like what both of y'all are, are saying, cause I'm, 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 I'm really digging into, it's like, okay, it's so important that my motives are pure, that I'm, I'm not just going after the, the win to crush someone else or the win for the pure sake to win. But it, it feels like for, for both of you that once you reached a, a certain place of maturity in your relationship with the Lord, maybe that's a, a good way to put it, that now, like, like the talents, he can entrust you with a talent and you weren't just going to give a return on his money, but your, your motive to, to get the return was to, to, to walk in excellence. Cause, cause some of the examples you you've given Scott, I, I feel like I see you saying, okay, I'm going to approach this deal as though it's mine, AKA mm-hmm. I now am responsible for it. Therefore mm-hmm. there is something for me to steward here and I need to be excellent in the way that I approach it. And, 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 yes. and your motive is so much more pure there as opposed to, I need to bring everything I can so that I can get the win and the notch for my mm-hmm. belt. And, and right, it seems right. like such a helpful transition there. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Thank you for kind of your processing of that is helping me clarify. And I, and this is, I know this is not a, you know, this is all audiences here. What I'm about to say may seem a little bit. <laughs> uh, for mature audiences. I mean, but it, you know, think <laughs> about it, you know, when the guy's got one thing on his mind, right. You know what I'm saying? You know, when the guy, I mean, I, I, you run into sales organizations where their culture is, you know, you want coffee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like, coffee's uh, for closers. <laughs> it, it's, it's too aggressive. It's too, you know, uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, right. It's, it's right. too, it's too much. Um, and I think if we're there to serve, which I believe, I mean, God called us to reign with him and I understand that, but in the, in the season and and in the dispensation, some might say that we're in the way we rule with Christ is the same way he ruled when he was among us. We serve, um, with excellence. We serve to leave people better off. As Pierce said, we serve to to uh, create new opportunities and potentialities for people. And we do, but we do it in an, in a sense of mind that says we're offering ourselves and offering our expertise and anything that our personal 
business or contribution can contribute. But it's I'm here to give my contribution. I'm not here to get what I can, wipe my mouth, yeah. <laughs> you know, and look for something else to eat. You know, that's the wrong spirit. And I think it sadly, you and I both, we've all been in uh, sales environments where people distrusted your transparency <laughs> because yeah. it couldn't be true. Give right. me what I'm conditioned <laughs> to expect, please. You know, I'm very conditioned <laughs> to expect some kind of, you know, something slimy. I don't, I'm not, I can't give you that. I, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't, I, you know, I, 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 I just can't, I, I don't have it to give, but um, yeah, very well said. Thanks for that, Joe. That's encouraging. Well, we're nearing the the end of our time together and, and we, we end every episode by asking our guests our final five questions, Scott. Boom, so boom, boom, boom. these are exact. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> these are our final, <laughs> final five questions in our wah, final wah, five wah. minutes together. Uh-huh. Yep. Question number one, what are yep. your top three must read books at the moment, not including the Bible? And these can be uh-huh. business, family, spiritual, mm-hmm. even your favorite cookbook. Hey don't have one of those, but I'll go, I'll give what I can. Uh, and I got a little work on the final five in advance. So I'm more prepared than I usually am. Uh, because I didn't read, I'm so (laughs) attention deprived that I didn't read the thing that said the final five things. (laughs) I'm 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 skipping around. Sorry guys. My, my person personality is on display. The pursuit of God by A.W. Tozer. Absolute. Mm gotta read it gotta read it gotta digest it i reread it i've read it ever since i found that book i i've read it at least every couple years or you know switch it up with audiobook from a business (laughs) you know you just you just it's good stuff pursuit of god drucker oh excuse me tozer drucker is who i would recommend from a business point of view that's been most contributory to my personal perspective on business the essential Drucker is kind of like a distillation of some of his best works and uh, the essential Drucker. So it's, you know, that's a, you can get 20 books in one right there. And uh, something I'm working on currently is uh, the three battlegrounds by, uh, by uh, Francis Frangipan. <clears throat> I would, yeah, it's um I guess it's a book that gives perspective on spiritual things. And I would, there's a, a bunch of, I read constantly uh, and more of these days I listen to audio books constantly and read in between. But uh, <laughs> those are three that I would say definitely th- good ones. They'll leave you better off. I was going to say that that sounds like a, a good, a good mix there as well. Get, mm-hmm. get your full, yeah. uh... Good mix. Good mix for sure. Uh, positioning is also a great book. If I Are you sneaking a in a bonus one there? <laughs> yeah, bonus round, Positioning the Battle for the Mind. Who, who is that by? That, Reese and Trout is a 90s book. Trout? I am definitely okay. showing my gray hair on this one. But it is excellent book when it comes to understanding the way markets and marketing works. Very fun, fundamental. Not a big book. Highly recommended. Awesome. No extra charge there for the, uh, the bonus fourth book, uh, for those listening. <laughs> All right. Question number two, you can send a note card back to yourself when you're first starting off on your entrepreneurial journey. What are the three pieces of advice you're putting on that card? 
I'm really glad I got that one in advance. Thank you for because I, that's that's some good stuff right there. Uh, the the three things that I would say are think long term. Okay, think long term. Sometimes we have to you function with more immediacy, but we need to always be thinking long term. Uh, do your best. Of course, I'm writing it back to this punk kid who <laughs> who uh, knew nothing. Uh, do your best and trust God. Think long term. Do your best. Trust God. That's what I'd say. Those are good. Those are good, especially for a good punk kid. <laughs> All right. Question number three. How do you define success for yourself today? I I have number three down here on my paper with nothing beside it. So uh, I'm I'm that was that was making me think. Good question. Um, you know I I look at success in in a pretty simplistic way. I think am I um adva- am I contributing value to people? Am I am I leaving people better off? As Pierce said earlier, that's it's so simple, but it you know it's it's uh it's there's depth in its simplicity. Are we leaving people better off? You know, I, I think about that. I think about, am I making a contribution that gets people closer to where they should be going? And, you know, is my life, um, you know, fruitful in a way that, um, that sort of honors what I've been entrusted with. And, and that, Honestly, that question is challenging me. I mean, I've been to some of my close friends recently with this type of thing, basically saying, bro, what am I not doing that I should be doing? So, I mean, to me, success is still just, it, it's still, I'm, I don't think I've, I haven't checked the box on that yet. I'm still trying to make sure. And I think that's healthy for us to try to make sure we're doing the things that we should be doing in terms of fruitfulness and contribution. Well, I love the answer, short question. Sorry. No, no that's my favorite kind. Uh, I, I do love the fact that you, you brought in there, bringing that to, to others and, and getting that wise counsel and mm. uh, help, helping, helping bring others in, into the discussion with that. Cause I, I yeah. think, especially for those big questions, if you will, yeah. that's mm. so important to, to get others who, who see the way that you're living your life, from that perspective to, to yes. smack you around with that, that, uh, that truth <laughs> and love provoke you. you into love yes. and good works. Yes. Little Hebrews yes, yes. there. All right. Question number four, when times have gotten tough, what's kept you from quitting? I, you know, I, I'm, I think I'm maybe a little bit dull, you know, they, they, I think they, they said this boy doesn't even have a good quitting sense. Right. I mean, I, I uh, it's like the old, football coach said we never lost a game we simply ran out of time you know what i mean i mean that i relate to that you know for me the way i'm (laughs) built i'm just i never lost a game i just ran out of time i don't think about quitting very much i i and i think that can be dangerous too not just it there's great you know persistence in that but when you obviously (laughs) some things you need to quit and for me they i get to those late (laughs) <laughs> well, let, 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 let me ask it this way, uh, just real uh, quick. 
does it change anything for you if the question would be when times have gotten discouraging or when you uh -huh. felt discouraged, what's kept yeah. you from quitting? Yeah, I, I, I think obviously the Lord, the Lord has encouraged me at times and we all get discouraged. That happens. I, for me, I try to be, and I feel like I've, I've gotten this, you know, a gift to encourage other people. And that can be hard for people. Sometimes people who are encouragers are the ones who need it the most. Right. So I really feel like at proper timing, specifically, I can think of a few times where the Lord really brought me encouragement, either directly or through someone. So I've always, I look to the Lord for encouragement or maybe discouragement on stuff I should stop doing. <laughs> Hey, maybe you should put that. Yeah, no, that's a good way to rephrase it. Thank you. As, as referenced earlier in the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> right. Quit trusting in yourself. I'm going to discourage you on that. <laughs> All right. Question number five, final question. What question should we have asked that we didn't? Ah, the, you know, I, I thought about that. I, I'm not sure. I, I think it was great. I really enjoyed the time together. And I think it was mutually, you know, illuminating, gratifying. I really like a lot of what you guys have added to me in this time as well. So thank you for that. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I think, you know, what are we, are we, um, are we going in a direction that our, that our kids can be proud of, you know, that we can be um, happy that we gave ourselves to. And I think we've got to keep the main thing, the main thing. How do we keep the main thing, the main thing, you know, how do we keep God at the center, uh, you know, of who we are and what we're doing? He's at the center. Sometimes that gets out of whack for us, but I think we, it, that doesn't mean that we have to put a robe and a cloak and a clergy collar and all that kind of stuff on. I think one thing that I'm really want to emphasize is that, you know, as Tozer says in his book, what, you know, what is, what is holy work is not so much about what you're doing, but why you're doing it. Mm -hmm. And I think we get that wrong in society today. We think that holy work, you know, is attached to uh, certain kinds of, uh, you know, positions. But holy work really is anything that's done with a pure heart uh, in God's grace towards somebody that leaves them better off. And I think that is the question I think I would add to your list. What is holy work? Mm. That's know? a good. Uh, yeah, that uh, you're about to open up a whole new podcast discussion. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, that's, I'd be happy for that, too. Thank you guys for having me on. Really, really, really appreciate it. Scott, before we go, though, for people who want to get in contact, I know you have multiple podcasts, multiple ministries. How, how do people find out more about what you're doing and, and get in contact with you? Sure. Well, our uh, our website, fxmissions.com, uh, leadersmoment.org. That's our leadership podcast. And from the forefront.com uh, is our sort of missions ministry podcast. Um, my business, visionvoice.us, is where uh, we do business uh, stuff there. And Scott at FX Missions is probably the easiest email to remember if you want to reach out to me. And again, I'm, I'm hoping to bait you guys into coming onto my podcast as we're starting a series <laughs> on believers in business. And I found out that there was a, a Joe and Pierce because I asked my good friend Vince 
hey, you, you know any guys uh, who might be interested in this business, uh, in faith business type stuff? Uh, he said, yeah, hold on. Anyway, got to get you guys on there for sure. We'd love to. All the cool kids. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. No, appreciate well, it very much, guys. Thanks so much, Scott. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, do me a favor and leave a quick review. When you do, it helps other entrepreneurs find this content and benefit from it too. See you next week.